and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. Um, our last episode, we introduced our this conversation about the fruits of the Spirit, and we kind of delved into charity, also known as love, joy, and peace. Today, we're going to be going further into with uh, patience, kindness, and goodness. Kindness and goodness are kind of hard to separate. So we did a lot of reading, and we do not claim to be experts at all. No theologians are speaking here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so me being the language person, I had some etymology I wanted to share. Etymology. Um, so kindness um, came about around... 1300s and it's an old english word and the definition is courtesy or noble deeds some of its meanings are kind deeds kind feelings quality or habits of being kind um, also can pr- produce or have an increase in uh, productivity goodness on the other hand is from greek the greek word I hope and any of you who speak Greek, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Agathosune, which means an uprightness of heart and life. So kind of building off of that. Mm-hmm. So we were still kind of struggling to figure out what exactly was the difference between kindness and goodness. Because like Stacey said, they are very much um, linked, but there is kind of a subtle difference between them. And so I was reading on um, this, this I guess, this paper written by Reverend J. Gubert, S.S., if I'm saying that correctly. It's called On the Exceeding Worth of Kindness. And this is what it says about it. I'll just read a short, the, kind of the very first part of it. It says, kindness is to be felt rather than to be defined. It is better to experience it than to try to explain what it is. Moreover, its home is in the heart rather than in the intellect. When closely looked at, kindness seems a very complex virtue, or peradventure with greater truth. We may say that kindness is not so much a single virtue as a happy admixture of many. Sometimes it takes the form of a special affection, manifesting itself by gentleness, affability, obligingness, amiability, and graciousness. Sometimes it takes a more active form, inspiring zeal, generosity, devotedness, and self-denial. But more often, it is externally hardly more than passive, enabling the kind man to practice patience and endurance, to be indulgent and sympathetic with others, to forgive injuries and to humble and humbly to forget himself. So it seems from the research that we've done that kindness is more of an interior type of gift of the spirit, where it's how you perceive people, how you approach people interiorly, and goodness more often than kindness is manifested outside of oneself in the way that you treat other people through your actions. That's a great summation. Mm -hmm. Boy, she said it just like, we were sitting here mulling over it, and she just like spit it out, and it was perfect. It sounded terrible to me, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Father John Harden in the um, Catholic Dictionary goes even, makes another distinction that I think was really, goes along with what you're saying, but actually goes a step further. He says that kindness, if, if you look at his definition of it, has to do a lot also with forgetting people's sins 
presumably against you um, and seeing them the way that God sees them in that action. And, and you'll remember in scripture where it says it is the kindness of God that draws men to repentance. That kindness seems to be, according to Father Hardin and some of the other sources that we looked at, closely linked with the mercy of God. And so summing it up, I guess, like the first ones that we talked about, love, joy, and peace, tend to begin and sort of flow in and out of our interior life. But kindness and goodness... And even patience, for sure. We didn't have to look that one up because we all know what that is. Well, we know what the opposite of that is. But all three of those that we're talking about today seem to be more outward iterations of the movement of God inside of you. Does that make sense to you guys? Do we agree yes. that's kind of what we're... Mm-hmm. We were we were struggling because we wanted to like pinpoint all the theological intricacies. And Annie was like, guys, it's one tree. They're all mixed up together. It's not going to be cut and dry. And then we felt better. So. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Yeah, so maybe a reminder that like that fr- it's fruit of the Spirit. When you go back to Galatians, um, what is that, five, uh, chapter 5, verse 22, is like the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruits. It's all one, you know, one thing together. And it's going to be really mushy. It's not, you know, when we think of patience, kindness, goodness, they're all really kind of hand in hand. There are distinctions Yes, but like when you try and really, you know, get into those nitty gritty, like what is the, what is, which one, they're going to go together and they should go together um, because the Holy Spirit wants us to express all these things and because that is God. You know, God is not just, you know, one, you know, one of these fruits, you know, you know, one of these things. He's he is all of this together, and it's per, in it, in it, in it, it's perfection. And we are not going to ever be able to really um, do that ourselves. Like I mean, like I'm looking at these patience, kindness, goodness, and I'm like, oh, this is so hard for me to think about. How how is uh, the Holy Spirit? working in my life and those, because I feel like these are the things that I fail at the absolute most. (laughs) (laughs) And like, this, just this reminder to me that I, it's okay. It's okay that I, um, suck (laughs) because I just keep trying and I find myself praying. Um, I don't remember who I first heard this from. It might've been from one of these ladies. It might've been from somewhere else. I don't remember. My memory is mush too. Um, but just been praying that Jesus lend me your patience, mm-hmm. like lend me your kindness, lend me your, especially the patience part, um, lend me your, your patience. Like I am, I'm so broken. I don't know how to endure whatever it is that's going on right now. Um, but you do. Can you, can you help me out? Mm-hmm. And, um, I find that when I, when I ask, when I ask God to help me, um, and send me that gift in that moment, that's when I'm able to go on with whatever it is that um, is going on. Sometimes it's just little things. Sometimes it's like, you know, my kid's screaming at me and my, I, I need to eat because I'm hangry and I, you know, everything, I'm trying to make dinner and they're, they're, they're upset, like those little moments. But other times there's like, there are bigger trials in my life where I'm just like, I don't know how to handle this. And I know that that's like, I'm not necessarily going to, like, I have to ask God for that ability. I love Lauren, how you 
brought up the the kindness mercy connection because i think that kind of really clarifies a lot of things for me anyways like it did for that, me as well yeah yeah you know the merciful like you know are okay but the, just that forgiveness all the time mm-hmm. so that that healing that forgiveness that that willingness to journey with somebody mm-hmm. and and that empathy and you know, you don't totally understand maybe their situation but you want to be there with them you want to share you know I don't know. I just kind of, I really liked that idea of kindness as more uh, of mercy. Like, Well, I, we just saw it play out um, in my life, kindness and goodness, because we are stay-at-home mothers, just, just us, literally us, not maybe you listening, but our stories. It plays out with how we treat our kids, mm-hmm. bottom line. That's our, that's our Calcutta. That's our mission field. Like this is who we're with 24 hours a day. And I do really mean that 24 hours a day. It feels like at least, but I, we just saw this in action right here before we recorded this podcast. One of the kids came down, was on his huffy bike about something. And I watched Stacy's heart receive that in a way that I would not have received that. If my kid had come down on her huffy bike while we were recording, I'd have been kind of mad about it. And, you know, I would have been like, oh. But Stacy's heart received what was going on and, and was curious. You could see her in her face. She, instead of immediately going to that reactive place of where, how dare you? How dare you come down here and interrupt my work? You know, she looked at him curiously and allowed that kindness of, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. And we all kind of giggled about it, but we saw it in action. The, the posture of her heart was oriented toward understanding, towards journeying. You could see it on her face. She, she wasn't mad that he did that. She was curious about why and concerned about why. She immediately went to, huh, that was kind of, hmm. You know, like, so So that, that's like a, a, a tiny example. I know there's bigger ones in our lives, but of that, that, that interiorness of kindness where it, it happens in the heart and it's the way you're viewing other people. And from that kindness, at least from what we could research and understand, goodness just sort of naturally flows. Because like Annie said, holiness is going to show all of these fruits and goodness by definition is holiness in action. And I think that was John Harden that said that too. And I'm not sure we're exactly guys we read like a lot of definitions we could be mishmashing them don't quote us on a particular person alicia was the only one who was uh, faithful in her research and gave us the actual quote from the person the rest of us have transposed all of it by now in an attempt to understand but i think for me it's exactly what you said you know that merciful curiosity that god is so curious about us in our in our journey and I think a lot of times with our children or even with people who we are desperate to convert in our family, you know, we have this like holy longing to get these people on the, the heaven bus. Um, that curiosity that Alicia spoke about this in the last podcast, the curiosity and the love that allowed her to step back and not express in order to receive their journey. She was really able to understand that what she was doing before was a product of her zeal, which is a very good thing. But the way she was going about it was not an actual action in love. So it's almost as if kindness has an idea of restraint, almost like a self-restraint. 
Mm-hmm. At least it does in my life. Well, which goes back to some of the things we've talked in previous episodes about that um, non-anxious presence yeah, and, the non- and how we react to things. It's not, you know, we always need to hold back on our initial hold reactions. Back. Hold back, yeah. yeah. Which is what God does with us. He holding back that wrath for mercy to flow out. I mean, he literally did it first. He's a model parent. You know, he's like, you deserve to be ground into the dust. But because I love you so much, I change course. I change. And that comes from his heart. That comes from God's heart, which is what all these fruits do. They're manifestations of his heart. I know we talk a lot about these as being gifts and things also. And I know that, but um, one of the things Lauren had said before we started recording, recording, she talked about how they are the Holy Spirit working through us to bear fruit. And so I think a lot of times we think of the fruits of the spirits are things that are graciously bestowed onto us but actually it's things that flow through us Mm -hmm. to bear fruit to others or or in our own lives thank you for that distinction stacy i know that i forget that a lot i always think about it like this is something that you need to give me god because i am not being patient i'm not you know i want i want those things but really you're right that it is this is if the holy spirit is within us and that's going to be it's going to flow through us um a lot more easily and uh some days i'm just not accepting <laughs> the holy spirit's you know a, a, as much as i probably should but that's a really good point annie that the you have to accept this gift you have to pull back and accept what god is doing in your heart and let that come out that is the struggle the ultimate struggle i think is accepting his way and putting on his yoke rather than allowing your interior reactions to take the stage and run the show. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think talking about this, it reminds me of, um, I remember this very specific time, I don't remember all the details, but the specific time when I was doing something, me and my kids were doing something, and there was a situation that broke out that was very stressful, and I'd been working on trying to be more patient with my kids, and I handled the situation like gracefully and I was like oh I'm being patient with my kids like yes this is a win that's awesome and then all of a sudden God just decided to like smack me in the face with some humility and he was like I'm gonna throw you another thing and that's the thing that I blew up at it was just that kind of one more one more thing on top of my pile that just made everything collapse and uh and it was like I, I looking back on it I wonder if the reason why I kind of got maybe messed up in that second, that that, that next thing that came at me. And the reason why I blew up was because, and God allowed that to happen. And I kind of recognize it as kind of like a, you know, a time of being humbled was because if the, the gift of the spirit that we're talking about, like with patience and kindness and the goodness and everything that was present in that, that moment that I like felt like I had the victory, if they are, if it's a gift of the spirit and not something that I can manifest on yeah. my own, I was clapping myself on the yeah. back like, "Yeah, yeah. go, Alicia, you did you know it. it I'm such a good mom." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because rather I was being more prideful than I was grateful. Yeah, I was oh, looking at funny. myself and I was saying like, "Oh, look how good I look! Look what good I did!" And there's, I don't think there's necessarily something wrong with being like happy with it. No, you, you know, looking yeah. at the situation and yeah. going, "Oh, yay!" 
but I didn't go, oh, yay, this was such a good moment. Thank you, God, for this. I was going, oh, yay, this is such a good moment. Yay, me. Yeah. And so, and because with going along with what you were saying, Annie, like it's every good that we do, any kind of virtue that we grow in is by the grace of God. Yeah. The only thing that we do is say yes. And yes, that's that can be a hard thing. That's something that, you know, we can be happy with or whatever I think to say, like to look and say, okay, I've said yes to God here. Like, I'm so glad they had, that I have. But then we also have to recognize that that yes came from the grace of God. Yeah. It always goes yeah. back to God. Everything. Every <laughs> single time. Yeah, I, I'm kind of to this the point in my life where every time I catch God doing stuff through me like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, Lord. Woo, that was good. Holy, holy cow, that was good. That happened. You know, that's mm-hmm. a victory. Because I have fallen so many times in my own power that I know better if I responded correctly that it was the Lord. I know that it's not me. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. I got. Oh, I bet you have. I'm just like crawling, like just scraping the well, ground. That's how like, you I get, there. get there. Oh. <laughs> not that I'm He's there at all. I promise you. I, I I'm like you. Like I'll have this moment of clarity, and the next moment it's like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, there it goes. It's <laughs> like, all right, my bad, my bad, gun. But but you recognize, you know, that anything good in me. Wow, I responded to that so tenderly and so sweetly. Lord, thank you for that moment of being um, um, of being a life giver to my to my child or to my husband. And I know in my life this this comes out to a lot in how I respond to my husband and his struggles and when he's venting about his struggles, which I'm not always how do I put this? I'm not always that real sympathetic and supportive ear, and I'm being super vulnerable here. For a reason. There is something inside of me still that needs to be healed in terms of self-protection. And, and it comes out in a weird way in our marriage sometimes where I almost, my reaction, my, my, my old man wears up and doesn't want to give him the floor. Because if I give him the floor, is he going to give it back to me when I need it? So there's this part of me that's there that comes out, and I recognize that it, that, that is the, the, the wounded part that is holding back almost on the kindness I would give to Stacy, hold it back from him because I'm not sure that he's going to give me that space. And that's selfishness at its root, and that's fear, and that's self-protection. And so lately in my life, I've recognized this, and it broke my heart that I was contributing to possibly him not feeling safe with me to share stuff because he's always going to get my spiritual director hat, you know, like, or, well, but did you, you know, like, why can't I give him the same courtesy that I would give my friends, mm-hmm. you know? And so the Lord was just real, real brutal. <laughs> he was like, now listen here, you, this, you need to let me do this in you. You're holding back on something I'm trying to do. You have this impulse to be kind and to and to lean toward him, and you are holding me back. Mm-hmm. Do not restrain the spirit. That was a word that the Lord gave to me, and I was like, ooh, this is bad. So I've been working on, and I've been experiencing these grateful moments where I actually extend that sweetness to him as much as I can, as more as I, that kindness, that looking past 
And it's been really, really, really fruit bearing in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and it reminds me of like the, the story of Job. That, you know, these these friends were coming to him mm. saying, well, you know, let's try to fix this for you, right? Like, you yeah. know, th- th- you must have done something wrong. Let's yeah. go through the list. Let's figure out what you've done. He's saying, I haven't done anything wrong here. I'm suffering. Leave me alone. <laughs> and they just keep coming at yeah. him. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, the, the story that I talked about in the previous episode when we talked about love, joy, and peace and how I kept going at that person over and over mm. and over again and God told me to back off. Mm. He was like... This person in front of you is going through something. Just be there for them. Just sit with them. Just be present to them and be like you're talking about that sweetness towards them. Just show them that love and just your presence with them and just listening to them. And so that they can open up to you. And then maybe since they're not so closed off to hearing Mm -hmm. God from you anymore they can really actually open up fully to like god himself coming to them mm-hmm. oh, that's anointed that's a word right there and i love how you talk about like kindness is sometimes just being present and mm-hmm. listening and because i think we've talked a little bit about before about how english is a funny language and and i think society sometimes says kindness is agreeing with somebody and kindness is not always agreeing with what Mm-mm. somebody is doing or their choices that they're making but journeying with them letting them process some of that with you mm-hmm. that's kindness but saying uh, saying that maybe that they're doing something that's sinful saying that that's okay just because you don't want to hurt their feelings that's not that's kindness. not kindness jesus did not do these things yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jesus was the the flesh kindness and fleshed and he still stood up to pharisees and told people what's what and said you don't want to surrender to god and i'm gonna ask you to do it and you won't you're gonna walk away well and even the not telling the truth even the people he healed the woman at the well yeah he is she's like well go get your husband and she's like oh i don't have oh you're right to say you don't have a husband because the guy you're living with right now isn't your husband and the last couple guys weren't your husband like you know he healed her and was loving to her, but he didn't hold back the truth from right. her. And so, like, and he was kind. I mean, here is a Jew talking to a Samaritan woman. Unheard that of. was unheard Absolutely. of. And at the well. Yeah. Oh, that's scandalous. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, Jesus didn't tiptoe, and he was in the trenches with people that had sinful lives, but he didn't tell them that their sin was okay. Mm-hmm. But he walked with them, and he listened to them. And he wanted to be present. with them anyway. And he wanted to be with them anyway. Regardless. Yes. Like, here's what's going on. And I still want to just, will literally stop the world and die to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. I love how in this, um, in, in, in the section um, in Galatians that this is, that this is brought up, these fruit, this fruit of the spirit, um, it's talking about Christian freedom. Like it's talking about, you know, Paul's. Paul's telling the Galatians about that, you know, about how Christ has set you free, and this is um, that we're called like walking in the Spirit, and he, he goes through the works of the flesh. But I, but here the fruit of the Spirit is this, and that you know when you are through the freedom of Christ, and when you're walking with the Spirit, walking through this by the Spirit, however it said it by the Spirit, <laughs> um, that we. That these just these flow through, and that's that's that freedom that Christ gives us. It's not a 
here's a bunch of, you know, all the rules for trying to confine you. It's if you walk through the way that Christ shares with us that we will be free. Mm -hmm. We mentioned in the last episode a book called um, Annie's Searching for and Maintaining Peace. Mm -hmm. There's another book I would would recommend uh, talking about that very thing. Same author, Jacques Philippe. Um, it's, I would read it after searching for and maintaining peace, but it's called interior freedom. And this one is just like a bomb going off in your heart about what it means to be free. You know, all of the epistles talk about this freedom in Christ and none of us could tell you what that is, but they talk about it all the time. (laughs) And, and the, especially right there, even that's a good example of the apostle mentioning this, but there is a whole doctrine about freedom in Christ and what that means. And it's just, I just would highly recommend that book. Um, A lot of times when I think about freedom in Christ, I think of about a book that I read in college called um, creativity within constraints. And so it's like a lot of times we are allowed to be more creative when we have guidelines Mm -hmm. to work around Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot about that when I hear about the about freedom and Christ and but you know like there's it's not like Annie said it's not about you know all these rules that we have to you know check off the list but there are guidelines Christ is the guideline like he he is you know we're supposed to try to be like him but you know we have more freedom to work within that guideline than we do when we're trying to just figure it out on our own. Right. And the freedom that comes from dropping your guard of self-protection and self-reliance and independence, when we drop those guards, we're free to be kind without any need to know if someone's going to be kind or good or patient back. That's the dynamite right there. So it doesn't really matter how you treat me. The, The love of Christ compels me to be kind and good and patient with you. That's another Apostle Paul bomb right there, you know. Um, I know we've talked about two Jean-Philippe books, and they can kind of, if you're, if you're just starting on trying to to get up from and, and, and into this, they might be a little, sometimes a little too overwhelming. He does have another book called Time for God, where oh, it just talks yes. about trying to f- create space for god first like yes. but so create that space for god let him work in you then work towards the maintaining of the peace and then work mm-hmm. towards the so like if you're this is a good author so if you're looking for like kind of steps yes and they're how, small books they're mm-hmm. easy to digest and they're easy to understand mm-hmm. time for god yeah another one that is it opens the door and then those three that we've mentioned all three of those are just excellent digestible not scary books to get to know to just get into this this movement of freedom that we're talking about all right so while you guys have been talking i've been doing some research Um, of course she has (laughs) of course (laughs) because we've talked a lot about patience and kindness we've really kind of like focused on on those but not so much on goodness and so i was really looking into like what exactly can we say about goodness and um one of the things I've, i've found and I'm just going to go ahead and say it here. There's there's talk on catholicculture.org about ontological goodness and then intrinsic or moral goodness. 
I'm not 100% clear on all of those. Oh, those are big ones. On, on those, but <laughs> from what I'm from what I'm getting here, that the goodness that we can do here on Earth, um, like according to the um, United States Council of Catholic Bishops, it says that for an individual act to be morally good, the object or what we are doing must be objectively good. Mm. And so I remember talking to people a, a while back, and um, they were asking, well, can non-christians be good and at the time i responded like yes yeah you can and, and somebody else responded no no they can't and so we had a bit of a, a a back and forth about that i think that god does insert all of these virtues into all of us whether we know him or not it's something that by our very nature he creates us mm-hmm. um but he creates us with kind of this natural understanding of yeah. these, this kind of moral law in our lives. Our intellect and yeah. Our will. yeah. And of course, like our consciences can be perverted. They mm-hmm. can be distorted and all of that. And so we don't always know everything, but I think that he does kind of give us everybody kind of like a baseline for like, you know, it's not okay to do these types of things. It is good to do these types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it, I think that, you know, everybody can have goodness. They can do goodness in the world. But if we're looking at what is actually good, we have to look at what is objectively good. If we want to know the fullness of this virtue, we have to know objectively what has God said is good. What ought we do and what, what ought we not do? Well, and in terms of the Holy Spirit, then goodness would mean that tendency toward doing that objective good is the mark of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, and I would almost venture if we're going to kind of liken kindness to mercy or ex- extension of mercy, then goodness is extension of truth. Oh, yeah, for Ooh, sure. that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's beautiful, you know, what was beautiful, good, and true. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, God yeah. is truth. The word is truth. And, and yeah. And goodness conforms to the goodness of God. It's, like you said, it's an objective quality of God. So the gift of the spirit of goodness would be a person whose holiness is coming out in works of goodness toward their fellow man or their family or whoever they're their person is that that it doesn't matter what they deserve it's what's good and right for them well and if we were looking for a modern example i would go to saint mother Teresa. oh yeah, yeah. i mean if we we're looking for goodness like yeah the goodness in action she is a perfect saint to look to and mm-hmm. is somebody that is known by even right. non-catholics because yeah. she's a saint of our day and so Another another really good example would be like Saint Damien of Molokai, mm-hmm. um, who gave his life for lepers, who went yes. to live with them and died with them, yeah. and he knew he was going to die with them when he went. But the love of Christ compelled him yeah. to do so, and that's now. I'm not saying that we all have to go and die with lepers. We all have our own mission in this world, but I like that you brought that depth into that, Alicia, so that we can more closely follow that impulse of the Holy Spirit where he's trying to lead us because that word you know good Mm -hmm. what does that mean in our society I mean the world calls things good that are objectively evil Mm -hmm. I mean objectively evil like in any (laughs) so 
Well, and like we said before, like it's all kind of is tw- like, oh, well, does this feel good? Right. And like, right. does this, you know, does this taste good? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah. feeling the a feeling of good or whatever is a totally different than like tasting something. Mm-hmm. And then, obje- you know, like we're talking about really, we're, objective, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. objective, objective yeah. good is totally different, but it's all the same mm-hmm. word. English yeah. is so funky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, it, I think that can be clearly seen, for instance, in like the abortion um, topic, because there are people who they they're looking at the topic of abortion and they say, you know, yeah, this is a sad thing; it should be rare and all this stuff. But I'm looking at the situation that this woman is in, and I have compassion for her, yeah, and I feel mm-hmm. bad for her, and I feel like she needs to have this out so that she can feel better, and. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, so so you can come at it with kindness, with this kind of gentleness in you. And, like, you know, you want this person, you're seeing this person in front of you suffering and you want goodness mm-hmm. for them. But so there's that kind of like that, you know, like we have that capacity for kindness in us. But what is good here? Mm-hmm. What is actually objectively good? Right. There is that distortion that's taken place in the heart of that person where they're only looking at the woman and they're not looking at the baby. Or they're, or even not fully looking at the woman because it's abortion is never right for the woman either, and so, so yeah. Well, it's like Job's wife, watching him suffer. Her heart went out to him. Curse God and die. She said, "My gosh, just curse him and just be done with this. This is terrible. Look at you." Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's objectively good to always alleviate the suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's clear from scripture. Now, are we called to try and implicate ourselves in people's suffering? Yes, that is the mercy of God. We walk with them. We accompany them. But to remove the source of suffering is not always objectively good. So then you have to get into the theology of it, which we aren't qualified to do. Oh, well, okay, Alicia might be qualified. Uh, <laughs> the rest of us are not. <laughs> Don't put me up on that pedestal. Yeah, because God will knock you right down. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'll go at it with pride. Uh, I'll ruin it. I'll ruin it. And what we say, we fall and we pick ourselves back up again. What, that's the song. Fall down. Get, get up, up again. again. Never gonna keep me down. Wumba, I get right? knocked right. down. I love that song. Yeah. Everybody loves that song. <laughs> Sorry, we just 90s kidded hardcore. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> apologize for that. No, it's don't apologize. No, it's peace. <laughs> 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 Clearly, the Holy Spirit is not done working on us. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, even though we are still kind of sifting through what kindness and goodness and patience are, well, patience, but definitely yeah, kindness and goodness um, ourselves, we hope we kind of helped you have a closer understanding of those two things and or sparked you to want to know more about those and um next episode we'll finish up with gentleness faithfulness and self-control and as always thank you for joining us thanks thank you join us again in two weeks until then may god bless you and may mary accompany you coffee and catholics is a proud partner the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.